All right, today we'll be in Romans chapter 5. This is Romans class number 14. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. Uh, it starts off, uh, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Romans chapter 4, we talked uh, at length about imputation, the imputed righteousness of God, God giving a man his own, God's own righteousness uh, in, uh, in regards to a man having faith. Uh, it talked about Abraham. Abraham believed God and God counted it to him for righteousness. The word counted is a very large part of the definition of imputed uh, righteousness or anything that's being imputed. It's something that's being counted as being true or, or being so, as he said in verse number 17. Call it those things which be not as though they were. It's given somebody uh, the credit uh, for being uh, something or having something. And so the faith of a man being placed in God and God's word, uh, being placed in God's sacrifice on the cross, the man that puts his faith and trust in that, God gives him, imputes to him his own, God's own righteousness. And so uh, chapter 5 picks up on that. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, see, the rules and regulations of the law uh, can never really be at peace with the man because the man in his flesh is sinful. And as long as a man has the law to contend with, the Bible says that the law is a curse. And once a man's under the law, the Bible says that a man is cursed that doesn't do the law. Once he's under the law, he's cursed if he doesn't do the law. And so you can find those, some of those things uh, to study in the book of Galatians. We're not in Galatians today, so we're not going to turn there and look at those things. But the point I'm trying to make to you is, as he says, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Uh, because that's what God expects from us. The just, justified. Therefore, being justified by faith, uh, it starts out in Romans 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, well, he says the just, the justified, shall live by faith. So, a man reads, God, uh, reads God's word. He believes God's word. He trusts God. He sees that God expects this of him or that of him. He expects him to be thankful. He expects him to pray. He expects him to study God's word. Uh, there are things that as you grow as a Christian, you'll find out God expects this and God expects that. You see it. You believe it. You trust it. You try to implement it. And you're, you're living a peaceful existence with God. When you sin, you confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. You're not at war with God. You're not a, at war with a list of rules and regulations, except for now you're dealing with principles. They are rules and regulations unto themselves, but it's, it's a lot easier to try to, once you're saved, it's a lot easier to apply principles such as honesty and dignity uh, uh, it's easier to apply those things to your heart once you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you and leading you and guiding you and the Word of God cleansing you and the blood of Christ cleansing you. Uh, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot different than 
sitting down in a congregation and having a preacher tell you you can do this, you can't do that, and then try to live uh, off of those things just by will alone. Uh, it's just not possible to do that and have any peace because the flesh wants to do one thing and the spirit wants to do another. Uh, without justification by faith, uh, the will of man is going to win out every single time. I just can't live up to these things. And the justification that comes by faith says, I know I can't live by these things. Save me. Help me. Strengthen me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And when you fail, when you come short, uh, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When you come short... Uh, you confess your sins according to First John chapter 1 and he's faithful and just to forgive you. And that whole passage in First John chapter 1 is about fellowship and with God. So you have fellowship now. You have peace. Justification by faith brings peace uh, because you're not at odds and you're not at controversy with God in regards to his law. His law says do this or do that. Well, that's exactly that's exactly uh, the thing that should be the greatest blessing to the Christian is that is now there's not a controversy between me and God. There's peace between me and God. The Bible says the ordinances that was against us. See, there's the controversy. But the Bible says he took those ordinances that was against us and nailed it to his cross. That's the book of Colossians. I'll look at that a little bit later as well. But uh, I use those verses in order to, I use those references in order to point out that now we have peace. And when the flesh gets in the way, we have access to the Father and we have access to forgiveness. The Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. When we get into, when we get into moral trouble, mental trouble, sinful trouble, uh, we have peace with God because we've been justified by faith. We can come boldly before the throne of grace. And so he says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Now, this is truly talking about our standing. Our standing is that we're saved. Now, a Christian has uh, two very important uh, aspects to his life. He has a standing and he has a state. Once you're saved, you are now the sons of God. And at the same time, that son of God that you have become uh, exists in a mortal body that will die, that will turn back to dust, and that mortal body has a state. It's disciplined or undisciplined. It's faithful or unfaithful. That's the plain truth about it. And that's the thing you'll have to, you'll have to get through your head as soon as possible when you get saved. Is, is that this new man, this spiritual man, must lead this carnal man. The carnal man lead the spiritual man. You're in trouble. And you'll get yourself in a, in a, in a, in a lot of trouble even to the point Simon Peter says that you'll forget that you were purged from your old sins. Not that you weren't purged from your old sins, but you forgot you were purged from your old sins. Second Peter chapter number 1. But this passage of Scripture says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. So our, our standing 
as the sons of God is it's concrete, it's sure, uh, it's built on peace, it's not built on performance, that's that's our state, not our standing. And he says, we have, we're standing in grace. Our standing as a son of God is a standing that is in grace. And as a result of that, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It's not the lack of glory that we now possess in our state, but it's our future hope that God is going to uh, Take this vile body and make it like unto his glorious body. I'm in this flesh. The flesh is weak. But I'm saved now. I'm at peace with God. When I falter, when I fail, I ask God to forgive me. And he's faithful and just to forgive me. If I call on him beforehand, he'll make a way for me to escape. But if I don't call on him, it's going to mess up my state a little bit. But if I confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive me. And this is a much better, it's a much better, it's a much better situation than finding yourself under the curse of the law. It's just, it's, it's night and day in its peace. It's night and day in its safety. It's night and day in, in regards to the security of the believer. There's no question it's night and day. That's why it's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The New, the book of Hebrews says is, better very much better it says not only so but we glory in tribulations uh, we rejoice in hope of the glory of god that's uh, that's the, that's the hope that we have of our future of our of our bodily redemption uh that even though we do have a vile body god has promised to uh, make this vile body like into his glorious body but here while we're in this body when we have tribulations the Bible says tribulation will work patience. And he says we'll, we'll go through tribulations. We'll gain patience. And from patience, we're able to hold on through our hard situations. Once we get through those hard situations, we get experience. I've been through that before. Or I've been through this before. I'll be able to do it again if I trust in God. Or we might say to our friend, I've been through what you're going through. Uh, keep trusting God. Keep praying. Keep reading your Bible. This is what experience does. It helps you to say, hey, this is going to be okay. This is the way it's supposed to be done. This is the way to get through this. And the Bible says experience works hope. It's patience experience and experience hope. It provides more. We have hope for the future. We certainly do. But we have we have a more immediate hope. Now, I suppose that the Lord will come. Uh, I don't suppose that I know it for a fact. The Lord will come someday, but I suppose there will be a tomorrow. I don't know that for a fact. I know for a fact the Lord will come someday, but I suppose that there will be a tomorrow and a day after that and a day after that. may not be so. I could die or the Lord could come back tonight, but I just suppose that there will be a tomorrow and a day after that. And if I have patience today... And if I get through by the grace of God and the help of God, uh, the things of today, then I gain experience and I gain understanding and I get hope for tomorrow and the day after that. Should I wake up on this earth tomorrow, I have hope for tomorrow because I trusted God today. I have faith in God today. I've got peace with God for today. And whatever I'm going through today, 
probably not as bad as the lion's den was for da uh, Daniel. Probably not as bad as the prison was for Joseph. Uh, there may be some people in the Christian world going through some very, uh, very much more hardships than I'm going through. But I'm sure those people, uh, it, they may be going through something uh, maybe harder than what Daniel went through. Or maybe harder than what Joseph uh, of the Bible went through. But I know this, they're finding God to be true and they're finding peace with God. And if they're, if they're going through with patience and gaining experience, then that experience is definitely producing hope. And the Bible says, hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts. At the end of the experience and after the hope is produced, they're not saying, boy, I, I sure am a, a sorry I trusted in God. That preacher said, if I trusted in God that God was going to take care of me and I put my trust in God and look, everything's ruined. Well, you stop short somewhere because God never ruined anybody that trusted him before. And so what he's saying here is patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. That's what the Bible says when it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Well, the, the gospel works. There's no, well, you know, I... Sure, I'm sorry I preached the gospel and it turned out not to work. No, absolutely. Nobody's ever had a reason to say that. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, it says if you, uh, if you believe on the Lord and you call on the Lord, he said you won't be ashamed. Well, nobody's ever had reason to say, you know, I thought the Lord would save me and help me out, but I sure am sorry that I trusted in him. Boy, that didn't turn out good. Well, that's, that, that's what that being ashamed is talking about. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts. Uh, the, the purpose of God, the will of God, the strength of God, the peace of God, they show up in the hearts and minds of the people who trust God and follow God and allow him to work in their life. And if it's tribulation, then that tribulation works patience. And that patience turns into experience and that experience turns into hope. I've seen God do it before. I know God will do it again. And we are all weak, and the flesh is definitely weak. And I get in my flesh quite a bit and get all spun up in my mind and, and face uh, problems that, after I think about it, are very small problems and stuff that God could take care of easily. And as I said before, they might seem like problems to me now, but they're not lion's dens, and they're not prisons like Joseph went through. And they're not... Uh, slime pits like they put jeremiah in it's just uh, our problems the, the bible tells us about many men like job who went through extreme hardships and that's not to say that every christian will go through these extreme hardships but god allowed some of these men uh holy men of old as the bible calls them to go through some extreme hardships shadrach meshach and abednego thrown in a fiery furnace that seems impossible to come through doesn't it well, God put them in that extreme circumstance to show us that, hey, when we run into a problem where things didn't work out like we thought it's, uh, thought it would, look, if God can handle a fiery furnace, he can handle the little squabble that you're in. It seems like a big deal to the flesh. But have some patience, and that patience will turn into experience, and you'll have the wisdom to say, yeah, I've, I've been through that before. I handled it kind of stupid. <laughs> But, but that's that's the way that it is and 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 the result of that turns out to be hope 
And, and that hope produces a hope for tomorrow and the day after. The things that you're going to face, you don't have to be, you don't have to face them uh, regretting that you came down this road or being ashamed of the path that you uh, chose to travel with the Lord. Because what it does is instead of uh, dashing your hopes and dreams, it builds the fact that the love of God is in your heart. The Holy Ghost is leading you. Well, that's what it says. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, this is only about a 15-minute class. We've only been talking about 15 minutes or so. But I think this passage of Scripture really uh, takes a turn here in verse number 6, in which I would like to uh, really have as the beginning of a class rather than than to make the transition from verse 5 to 6. And uh, no doubt the, the thoughts are connected. I'm not trying to say that the thoughts are not connected, but uh, I think I'd rather cut the class just a little short, uh, 16 or 17 minutes maybe, and uh, start with verse number 6 at the beginning of a class and maybe go down through verse number 11 as a standalone class. So uh, think about these things. Uh, pray about what you've heard today. Study these things and look at this, uh, especially at having peace with God and being able to take a step-by-step -step process, walking with God and fellowshipping with God. When you sin, confess your sins. Don't take... Uh, breaking a commandment or something like that as, as the end of your relationship with God because your relationship is you're a son. That's your standing. Your state may be that you're out of fellowship, but restore that fellowship by confessing your sins and getting clean and having patience and gaining experience and letting that experience turn into hope, saying, I've been through this before. God got me through it last time. I was a hard head and it took a long time to get through it. But God did get me through it and I know he can get me through this next uh, stage in my life or this next thing that I'm going through. And that hope will really build a an internal view that, hey, this is a life that's filled with the love of God. This is a life that's uh, that's directed by the Holy Ghost, and this this is really uh, this is really uh, so much better than keeping rules, keeping regulations, sacrificing sheep, <laughs> and just the just the tediousness uh, of the law that would constantly put man at odds with God, and so. The Bible says we're not justified by the works of the law, but we are justified by faith. And now we have peace. And now that we have peace, we can fellowship with God. We can grow with God. We can be taught by God. We can be led by God. And after that leading and throughout, throughout that leading, we gain experience. Uh, now we're not, uh, we're not only being taught, but we're ministering and teaching to others. And that's what the Christian life is all about. That is what it means to be justified by faith, and that's what it means in the book of Hebrew, in the book of Hebrews, when it talks about a better covenant. And and so we'll stop right there. Uh, I made uh, 15 minutes into 19 minutes, but we'll start in verse number six on the next time, and uh, uh, come back prayed up, 
with your notebooks and we'll get into verse number six the next time. God bless you.